of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, my trusty sidekick, Devin. And today, we're going to be giving our thoughts on the latest film to hit theaters this past weekend. And that is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, just a quick heads up, everyone. This is our spoiler-heavy section of the review. Again, this is our spoiler-heavy review or spoiler-heavy coverage. We're going to be talking about all the spoilers, all the cameo appearances, all of the goodness that we've uh, that, that we've received from this film, all the surprises that are out there. It's a lot, a lot of fun. But before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Peter 2, how are you doing today, man? Peter 3? Where's Peter 1? <laughs> I, I don't know where Peter 1 is. I, I think he's doing some other kind of, you know. It, some Spider-Man stuff, you know, just swinging around. Uh, I, I, I think he's got a, a nice little date with uh, Craven the Hunter. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, he's getting his own movie, so we'll yeah, see. yeah. Or you know what? Hey, get some nice little Morbius action in there as well. But yeah, as I mentioned before, this is our spoiler-heavy review of Spider-Man: No Way Home. If you haven't watch the movie yet you can check out our spoiler free review that is up on the podcast right now so there's no magical spell that can make you forget that you've been spoiled so (laughs) i'm back now right exactly and you know what we we've made it devin i feel like we deserve a nice little uh a nice little uh congratulations on our side we we've made it to spider-man no way home Without having any spoilers, well, that's not technically true. I had two spoilers. Um, the the John Campia leaks that were going around um, through no fault to my own. I had everything blocked, and one day, um, my <laughs> my boss, like, so I I went through Twitter. I blocked everything Spider Man related. And then the next day, my boss sends me one of the leaks of all three Peters standing there. He he sends it to me first. And then he says, hey, have you seen this? And I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, my gosh. And then the second one, um, which actually didn't even, oh, well, I don't know if that one really appeared, that, that necessary screen or that necessary shot appeared on the show oh not in the show excuse me in the movie but matt murdoch making his his grand appearance into the oh, yeah. into the mcu nice little cameo appearance you know not not too much not not too little i'm a really good lawyer <laughs> it was it was crazy man so that that was pretty much my my adventures of spoilers uh, that one was spoiled for me on uh on facebook you know people kind of just sharing it around and whatnot i thought i was safe apparently not um, but other I actually than that, have a I actually have a very recent spoiler 
horror story as oh, of yesterday. Man, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Aunt May got spoiled for me. Did she really? Yeah. On Twitter. Oh. A, ran, a random unrelated post in the replies. You know, I made so on Geekly Goods, the uh, the YouTube channel, uh, Leo's uh, YouTube channel. Shout out to Geekly Goods. Uh, we did like a Spider Man No Way Home prediction, and he, you know, he asked us the question, you know, like who who's who's gonna die? And I narrowed it down. I'm like, I'm like, it's either Ned, MJ, or Aunt May, and I chose Aunt May. <laughs> my, my number one guess was gonna be Happy. Cause I was like, John, John Favreau is a busy dude. He's got, he's not got much left to do in the MCU. I'm sure they could just kind of send him off and he'd be fine with it, but he survived to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely did. So, Hey, I mean, you know, like, like we said in our non-spoiler review or spoiler free review, man, I really got to change that around in our spoiler free review. You know, um, we, we now know that, um, you know, uh, Tom Holland is going to be coming back for, for at least three more films, you know, Marvel or excuse me, Disney and Sony have decided to play nice. And I, I think they finally found some uh, common ground. I know Amy Pascal isn't necessarily with Sony anymore, but I know that she is still in charge of, uh, Spider-Man film related, uh, topics. So yeah, her, her name of her company was giant Pascal pictures or whatever. Yeah, 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 Pascal Pictures. So it was, it, it was really, really. It's really nice to uh, to hear that because you know Tom Holland, um, definitely. He, you know, he has expressed time and time again that he wants to play this character for as long as he can, and I. This film is definitely going to be going in that way for sure. But boy, man, there, there's so much to cover. And Devin, are are you ready? I don't even know where to even begin to begin. Well, we're actually going to begin with a nice little snippet of the trailer, and then we're going to get into it. So, we'll be right back with our Spider-Man No Way Home review right after this short break. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man, we started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? All right, and we are back with our Spider-Man No Way Home review. This is our spoiler-heavy review. So again, I cannot stress this enough, y'all. If you have not seen this movie, turn back. I, actually, you probably should have turned back. Probably should not have even clicked on this <laughs> this entire podcast if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home. But man, we're we're going to be getting into so much stuff. You know, we kind of, you know, warmed up our, our conversation here just to kind of get the juices flowing for all you wonderful folks out there, all you wonderful Spider-Man fans. Spider-Menace. <laughs> Spider-Man is a menace. <laughs> God, I... Ah, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J.K. Simmons, my God, he's, he's done it again. But De- De- Devin, I honestly, myself, I don't even know where to, re- 
where to begin. I guess we can talk about the the biggest elephant in the room that people have been speculating. The, the three elephant sized spiders in the room. Yeah, the, 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 exactly. Everyone, everyone, everyone has been talking about this. There's so many fan edits of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. You know, all appearing on screen together, and you know, Kevin Feige. You thought he was. He kind of kept it shut for a while, but you know, I I think for the most part it was a. I I think they kept it on the wraps pretty well. Um, at least the studios. Well, at least Sony. I'm not Sony. I'm sorry, Marvel. Because I mean, th- there was that one trailer when they're all facing. You know, the I guess we're calling them the uh, the, the Fatal Five. <laughs> um, where uh, Lizard's head, like an invisible. You know, kick kind of just like hits Lizard's yeah. head, and there's also and some invisible like, spots to the left and right of Tom on one of the shots. Yeah, they, they they did not. Well, Sony did not do a good job with hiding any of that stuff. But I guess we can start with 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 you know the the three Spider Man yeah. that we got: Peter One, Peter Two, and Peter Three. I guess I'll just start. I mean, I was not expecting that that amount of screen time at all. I mean, I think in past episodes, I I was predicting that it was just going to be like a quick cameo from each of them, but they were in like the last third of the movie entirely. Like that was insane because I was not expecting that. Yeah, it it it, it was mind bending because people kept thinking that you know the the trailer did kind of subvert expectations, which is what I really liked. And then, you know, everyone thought that towards, you know, the third act where, you know, Doctor Strange is trying to hold together, you know, their, their universe. And it's like, oh, they're coming and I can't stop them. Everyone's like, oh, the Spider-Man are coming. Spider-Man are coming. Well, they they, they kind of, you know, they, they, they flipped the script on that one. So we we personally, I think we've got a way better intro to both Angie Garfield and Toby. Um, during the the third act of the movie, um, it, it's it's very it, it was great, you know. Like my the I'm telling you, Devin, my theater went crazy. Like they saw, you know, when Ned's trying to uh, find Peter after uh, Aunt May's death. Of course, you know we'll we'll be getting into a lot of things. We do apologize. We're kind of jumping all over the place, but we figure we this would be a nice little starting point. But and when when he can't do that part portal, everyone's like, <gasps> like the people next to me, they're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know, he's doing his nice little wave thing, and um, Ned's trying to find Peter with with his nice little magic ring, and you know, he, I I like by the way of like the lankiness of Andrew Garfield and the way he you can see how tall he was, yeah, yeah, I knew I knew it was him, and obviously this being. My second time seeing it, um, as I mentioned before in our spoiler-free uh, review, I was able to, well, was fortunate enough to see this movie uh, a few days before, actually just two days before, to be completely honest. So, um, you know, the the real premiere was on was on Monday, but I saw it on Tuesday. Um, and you know, when the first time that I saw it, you know, p- people were excited. I I was very excited. I almost actually started to cry. Um, and then with um, the second showing that I saw tonight, it was, it, it, you know, it hits different when you're watching with an actual like audience, like fan of audience versus like a bunch of critics. Cause you know, the critics get it. They understand, but it, there's nothing better than watching this kind of stuff with friends, with not friends, but fans, you know, he takes off his mask and the crowd went wild. Like 
absolutely and then of course we we get the the probably one of the best interactions between mj ned and andrew Garfield. <laughs> you know it's you you really see the uh the devotion and the love that mj has for tom holland's peter and i i really think that, that that's a beautiful thing and you know that interaction was great and then of course we get old man toby he comes in and <laughs> for the longest time i'm not gonna lie i was like why is he not that why is he dressed like that it's just like you know <laughs> like andrew said he's like so are you gonna like you know just fight like you <laughs> like what was it a uh a, a, a cool, cool youth, youth pa- yeah a cool youth pastor <laughs> he's like or do you have your suit and then he you know moves down his uh his uh shirt there and that that that, that is a toby thing he he, uh, he supermans it he's always got it on you never know I I honestly don't remember in the Amazing Spider-Man movies Andrew Garfield being that charming. It could just be like his acting has evolved in general over the years, and he's just become like a super charming and and good actor. But I just don't remember him like popping off the screen like that before. Yeah, and I I think a lot of and like I'm not sure which one they shot first between Tick Tick Boom and um and no way home but it it really just i mean it just elevates i mean like i've i've always liked garfield as an actor it's just you know what what he was given for uh the amazing yeah, just Spider-Man. the writing and story that he was given just really did not work out for him no not at all but i i i gotta say i mean you know we're we're, we're toby fans through and through but uh, I mean, out of both of them, I loved Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he was, just, he was the the better of the two in this one, I'd say. I mean, it's but with, with Toby, like that's just how his Spider Man is. Like he's very, like polite and reserved, and very you know. And of course, he is the older Spider Man out of three of them when it comes to obviously being in real life, but also in you know the uh, the multiverse. He, he's he's a very you know reserved type of of um of of uh of a Peter Parker or or, or Spider Man. So it, it made sense that he was more so just kind of laid back and like I mean Andrew Garfield's way more energetic, yeah, one hundred percent. But I I really like how how they handled Toby and of course we, and uh, he's he's with MJ now. Yeah, yeah, he's with MJ. He he pulled through, and it's surprised it wasn't a Kirsten cameo. That's in some way. I'm kind. Of, I'm I'm okay with like you know like with Kirsten not being there. Of course, people wanted Gwen to be there as well. But as as we know, within the third act of this film, or more towards like halfway through the second act and the third act, that you know, I mean, Gwen, you know, obviously Gwen Gwen is dead, and you know, it he um uh Aunt Garfield um. Andrew Garfield looked sure put on some tears, man. Oh, oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's 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 like this man can cry on command, and I'm I like, bet he can. it's not. <laughs> you probably can, but you know, he you, would they have confirmed? You know, this is kind of after the events of their movies because Gwen is dead, and like you said, uh, Toby is with with uh, Mary Jane, so it's very uh, it's it's very emotional for for both of them, and I I just. Oh my gosh, I just loved the interaction between all three of them, especially, you know, we we get the um they addressed the web shooters for Toby. Yeah, and the, the answer is just kind of like there is no answer. 
Same thing with Electro. Yeah. Because they're like, why did, how did you get a makeover? And they just didn't answer it. It's like, it just happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, 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 I think it's okay to retcon a few things. Yeah. They recognize their mistakes. I mean, they did not fix Lizard at all. He still did nothing, but they definitely made Electro a little better. They they did fix one thing with Lizard, his teeth. Because in in the Amazing Spider-Man, he had more human esque teeth, and then in this one, they were more like sharp. I, and I just erased him from my memory, so it's like I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I just don't. He just didn't really do anything in this one either. He was just yeah. I mean, an animal. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, we and we can't. You know, I mean, he he had like a fair share of like dialogue between a lot of the characters, but he really didn't. Yeah, though. he had like. What a couple lines! They didn't even know. They didn't even know he talked until like halfway through. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I just you know the, the lizard just even from the, like you said the Amazing Spider-Man. It's just a strange choice for your main bad guy in a movie. I don't know how they ever came to that conclusion. I mean, because it's it's kind of like well, you can't put Green Goblin from the Amazing Spider-Man two in because why would you put him in over Willem Dafoe? I'm just saying back. I'm just saying back then it was a strange. Oh, back yeah. then. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, why was that ever? Why was that ever the main big bad for a Spider-Man movie? Like, there's just so many choices. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked Lizard. I mean, he 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 is a very like prominent villain, but it's because I I think people were okay with it because we haven't seen the Lizard in like ever. Like the last time I remember seeing the Lizard. I mean, Kurt Connors was in Toby's movies, but he wasn't the lizard then. But the last time I actually saw the lizard, uh, <laughs> lizard, 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 whatever. But uh, the last time that I saw him in action was honestly like the 90s Spider-Man There might, show. There might be a reason for that. <laughs> Maybe. I, I really don't know. Um, I mean, it's Connors is always like, I, I feel like there's always been more of a connection between peter and doc ock versus connor's like it, it's kind of like a abc type situation you know we've got three scientists here between willem uh you know green goblin harry osborne and doc ock yeah and i guess Kirk we can dive Connors, into the so. villains now but i love love the doc ock redemption because at yeah. the end of the day it really is it's i mean it really isn't his fault like to a certain degree i mean he's under control from he's his mind being controlled by his arms yeah, because his chip died out. So it's like, you know, there's a good guy in there, especially in the first Spider-Man game. They really, really delve deep into that as well. Their relationship, Peter and, and Otto. But it's just great to see him be redeemed. Oh, Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, I I really do like how. I mean, and I like how he, did, he didn't have a heel turn like like Goblin did. For Goblin, it makes sense because that evil is is deep in there. That darkness is deep down inside. And won't go away that easy. No, it, it's it's something that that was like more so genetically altered to him versus Doc Ock, which, like you said, it's you know the the purpose of the arms were you know for for uh, the sake of humanity, and then you know things kind of go sideways, and you know the the arms kind of take over like his brain and his just pretty much everything. And that's why he's so he's so irritated all the time. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, um, the, the villains here, I think, like I said, in our spoiler free review, I really think that they, um, they juggled everything just really perfectly. And it, now that we can kind of talk more about it, like Willem Dafoe definitely is, I guess you could say he's more so of the, 
the main bat, like the head of the bad guy. Yeah, he's definitely the main villain. Willem Dafoe is just so good when he's when he's getting when he's getting punched and he just starts laughing. Oh my god, chills! He's just so good. And it's it's very rare for Spider Man to punch. Yeah, and there was a lot of that in this one because just the pure rage. I I didn't think they had the balls to kill off Aunt May for a second. I was like, well, maybe she's not going to die. But maybe it's just like you know, it, it, it's more of a. Uh, a uh, a morally a wound a big wound you know like oh is she gonna pull through is she not but I really loved her performance. What did, what did you think of her classic line delivery? For for with great power comes great responsibility. Because I've I've already been seeing some complaints about it. So I loved it because it's you know we and the the I guess the only issue that you could bring up is that. You know, they, they do bring up Uncle Ben in this movie, but not not Tom, Tom Holland. But the more I thought about it, because I was like, well, is it really even necessary? Because like these are three different universes and maybe not every single Peter part or like Spider-Man's origin is the same. Much they like needed Toby. to differentiate for this one because we did not need yeah. a third Uncle Ben killing. So they went with no. Aunt May instead, and I think it works exactly. She is she she she's both essentially. You know, she she has always been Peter's rock, and the way how she delivered that, you know, what with her character, you know, it was kind of like the adrenaline that was going through her, and then it kind of just started seeping out. And I, and I love how how she was more so focused on Peter and what they accomplished instead of trying to like panic and freak out and try to get help for herself yeah she just cared so much about peter in that moment that that's all she was worried about let's take a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives in the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Because, and, because that that is what Spider-Man is supposed to He is supposed to do the right thing, no matter what. And that's where his his compassion for the villains came through, you know, learning, hey, you know, they, they at least most of them die while fighting Spider-Man because Kirk Connors doesn't. If you watch The Amazing Spider-Man, there's like a post credit scene and that's why he asks like, oh, he's, he's, he's like, uh, did, did I die? Yeah, so with Kurt Connors, you know, he kind of like sneaks that in there. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if you noticed this during the very beginning before he, everything kind of like hits the fan, where it, which I love that scene where <laughs> you know, everyone's just everyone knows who Peter is. I mean, you know, everyone knows who, who Spider Man is, but during the um, it was kind of like a wave of like different type of graphics. When uh, J. Jonah Jameson is talking about, you know, how he's a menace and whatnot, there's one where it says Iron Man Jr. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it, if you go see it again, definitely uh, keep a lookout for it. It's like 
during like a, a pan shot kind of thing where they're kind of like throwing like different random graphics of like oh like spider spider menace blah 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 but one of them says iron man jr question mark and there's like it's like a baby spider-man crying and i like how they put that in there because so many fans out there i just complained about how he's iron man jr he's not his own person just I'm not just saying just nonsense. That- it, it it honestly it's been nonsense since the beginning because I mean yeah Iron Man shows up in Homecoming but I mean he doesn't help Peter take down Vulture Peter de- uh, defeats Vulture without his Stark suit and that's what I loved about it and then it got even better in Far From Home when he built his own suit yeah he builds his own suit and it's like yeah of course he's gonna use uh, uh, Stark's yeah it's like it's like these people forget that he's as broke as can be how do you expect him to gather these materials to build stuff of course he's going to use stark tech yeah and then and then Devin, towards the end of no way home oh man oh man after everything is said and done he makes another suit and it kind of reminds me of one of the the ps4 suits in the game where but it's more of a metallic in in the game versus um towards the end but i'm not sure if you notice this devin when he's swinging through towards the end he fly he swings over rockefeller center because i'm not sure if you know this but hawkeye takes place after far i'm not far from home excuse me no way home yeah so he's gonna be in rockefeller center yeah i'm not saying that he's gonna make an appearance but that's one of the things that, that 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 I noticed, and also with with this past episode of Hawkeye, when um, Yelena is talking about visiting like Rockefeller Center and the Empire State Building, she had meant that they had mentioned sometime. It, it was either her who mentioned it or someone else that mentioned during that time that it was being um, re reconstructed. Um, it was under construction due to the damage that was caused to it. Hence the events in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. So I, I, I thought I, I thought that was pretty cool for sure. But um, sorry, went off on a bit of a tangent there. But yeah, for Aunt May dying, not even her dying, but her being the reason her because it's it's almost as if Peter hasn't had Tom Holland's Peter hasn't had a tragic loss you i get you can count iron man but this is i mean iron man's there and like you know obviously we see that he misses him and far from home but like aunt may is far more personal personable than iron man like i mean yeah iron man was always there for him made him an avenger but i i i i like i like how she gave the the line delivery everyone in my in my in my theater seemed to like it it made sense you know she she's saying you know like they're at feast and it no matter what it like you're supposed to help people and then spider-man you know with with peter he um he kind of pushes it off and he's like hey you know he's like he's like i can't send these villains back to my universe or to, to other to their own universe because he's it's he's like it's not his job to help them and she kind of just like cuts him off puts her foot down is like you know like no you're you're you have a gift and you are supposed to help people 
what that gets. You're not supposed to essentially look out for yourself in your own best interest. Obviously, you know, he's trying to get Ned and MJ back into MIT, which is a very funny scene. And I like how as smart as Pete, as smart as Peter is, there are times where things kind of fly over your head. <laughs> but man, it, it was, it was great. I, I love, you know, Dr. Strange in this, in this movie. And, you know, he, he's, he's, I feel like he's in this movie just enough, but I know I've been talking here for a bit, but yeah, I guess we haven't talked about Dr. Strange yet. Um, definitely an interesting iteration of his character. Very, uh, very like sentimental version of Dr. Strange, like very emotionally involved more so than we're used to. Cause you can see he actually cares about Peter because of what they went through in Endgame. And you can see it. He cares about him as a person, as a friend, and he wants the best for him, even if it ends up going wrong. Like, especially towards the end when he, when he's talking about no one remembering Peter Parker and he says the line about, um, the people who know you and love you will never remember you. And he said, we, like he's involved in a part of that too, because he loves them as a person as well. So definitely a nice emotional side to Dr. Strange here. Yeah. I, I, and you know, he is very by the books now. And of course, you know, people are saying, Oh, well, why would spy, you know, why would Dr. Strange help Spider-Man when he knows it's that dangerous? And it's like, well, again, in the, um, in the uh, in the trailer, it's very you know saying Wong saying oh no like that spell is too dangerous and he's like oh we're just gonna do it anyway and it's like well there 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 is a reason as to why and yeah the, the trailer made it seem like it was just Doctor Strange being stupid but at the end of the day the the spell got messed up because Peter kept adding things to it and not not really Strange's fault yeah and Wong kind of goes along with it and he's saying hey he's he's just like I want no part of it. <laughs> And saying, oh, you know, like they don't have the time stone anymore, but there is, you know, the 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 spell that makes people forget, you know, specific events. <laughs> Doctor Strange saying, you know, oh, do, do you remember the uh, the midnight party of Comrade Wong's <laughs> like, no. I'm actually I'm exactly. actually curious how this spell works. Is it the entire world forgets it except the spellcaster, or does the spellcaster also forget? Because based on the end. It seems like Dr. Strange will also forget Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does seem that way. And of course, everything with Matt Murdock, like that, that whole, it, yeah, it, it does seem that Peter is the only one who knows, but like number one, how strong is the spell? And is there a way to trigger someone's memory of it prior? Because it is a spell. Yeah. So, it, erase, it must erase like actual physical evidence of, of this happening like like i'm sure mj has pictures of of her with peter i've seen they must get like erased like from existence yeah it's it's kind of like um with the uh the obliviate spell from harry potter <laughs> i always bring it up but. it's kind of it's kind of funny to just think about how like mj and ned are best friends still because without peter they wouldn't have i don't think they would have become close friends so they're kind of just like friends without even knowing why i bet it's like they just wake up one day they're like, oh, yeah, we're best friends. But they don't really have a <laughs> clear reason as to why. Hey, Ned is magic now. He can do Yeah, I was also going to bring that up. It's like <laughs> a lot of interesting development with Ned's character because 
they he mentions that his grandmother says that there's like something magical in his family and then he gets Doctor Strange's ring and is immediately able to draw portals which if I remember correctly from the first Doctor Strange it took him what weeks to be able to, to even create a portal it did, but you also have to remember with Doctor Strange, his hands were <laughs> completely messed up. <laughs> but I feel like it has more to do than just the hands. I mean, yeah. either they're setting up Ned to be like a really like more like a, an actual hero going forward, or just kind of weird luck. I don't really know what it is, but they might be setting him up to be a his own kind of hero. I don't really know his Maybe. his background in the comics, but I think I believe he does. I think I've heard he come, become, yeah, I was going to say he comes to Hobgoblin at some point, which is very interesting because this movie kind of does the reverse of that mm-hmm. because cause Ned asks, um, asks Toby what his best friend was like. And he's like, oh, yeah, he, tried, he, he got mad at me and tried to kill me. So he, I, I killed him. Ned was trying to like figure out there's another Ned in the universe. <laughs> he just comes up to him and, yo, what's up? <laughs> The whole thing with Ned, I'm not entirely sure because it's, I guess you can call it a little bit of fa- foreshadowing where it, um, you know, Ned goes up to Peter and he says, or excuse me, Peter Wan, um, saying, hey, you know, like, he's he's like, hey, he's, he's like, I'm magic now, but don't worry. He's like, I won't become, uh, you know, a villain, try to kill you or whatever. I'm not sure if that was like a confirmation saying, yeah, he's not going to be a villain at all. But then, of course, Andrew Garfield giving him the pat on the back. That was that that was that was a great time, but it, you know the the entire film was just riddled with great conversation and just Peter trying to fix. Like it's just you know it's one thing leading after another. And and I I, I was going to mention this earlier, but I love how this remained a Tom Holland Spider Man story. Mm. It's not like the other Spider Man came in and saved the day like at the end and just like completely took over like it's a tom holland story through and through they're they're there to help for sure yeah they're side parts of the story but it's his story yeah it it, it, it really is and uh tom holland does not get lost in the shuffle nor nor do any of his you know side characters with with the zendaya and and ned like they they all had a big part to play they all had a reasonable amount of screen time you know th- this film is two hours and 30 minutes so it's it it was it it was amazing. It was it was it was amazing, Devin. You're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. Say it. You're amazing. Wink. I wink, really, wink. I really, really love how like the entire time, you know, Garfield's on screen, even after he's like, "Hey," he's like, "I love you guys," and they're like, "Thanks," <laughs> kind of thing. Like, yeah, we love you too, man. But it's like he was kind of like he was the best part, but he was also the butt of the joke. Yeah, because his films that did not do that well, and that's why <laughs> I feel like they were like it. It was more of like a reassurance thing. It's like the self help thing you gotta, you know, figure out. And then of course the the phenomenal, um, you know, when when we get to the uh, the third act where. You know, all the villains are coming together. You know, these these Spider Men are are reunited with with their villains, and you know, he's like, "Hey, Max, what's going on?" And then, of course, probably one one of the best interactions when um when Electro is tapped out of his power when you know they're trying to figure out. Yeah, I was also bring that up. 
He was like, oh, you know, kid, kid from Queens. <laughs> Helping out the poor. <laughs> he was like, I thought you were black. He was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> man, I I but, died. But, but Everyone... then, the part that got me really excited was when yeah. Electro mentions there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. I was like, yes, yeah. give it to me. Oh, give it to me let now. Me tell you, let me tell you, do everyone... What like so during during that time when he was saying he's like oh man there's gotta be a black Spider Man out there everyone was cheering their butts off in my theater. See see that's that's the weird thing I was I was like one of the only ones in my theater that I audibly was like yes and I didn't really hear anything else I don't know if they didn't catch it or they weren't like caught up on miles. My but... entire theater was full of nerds like even every single like trailer we got like we got the sonic 2 trailer hey, I saw it for the first like, time here people i'm telling like when i say people were cheering as if it was like a grand reveal like people went nuts when they saw tails and people went nuts when they saw knuckles like they were like actually clapping i was like, honestly surprised at how cool knuckles looks fucking <laughs> just elbow it's so crazy and Idris Elba's voice works with that. I was like, I didn't know if it was gonna work. I had no clue. But I'm telling you, it, it was it was as if <laughs> we were watching Spider Man. They were just cheering. They're cheering for that. Um, and then bat uh, the Batman trailer as well. I, I I saw this with a phenomenal audience, and I'm very very grateful that I did because I wanted to see this with Spider Man fans. You know, like I said before. You know, seeing it with critics, you know, that's one thing. But um, see, seeing it with with Spider-Man fans, it it's it's great. Like there 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 was nothing else like it. It's just just all the emotional beats hit. You know, especially towards the end where where Peter pretty much has to tell all of his friends like, hey, you know, he's like, we we have to fix what's going on and the rifts that were happening. Like you saw some small little nuggets. Like they were kind of like lights you know outlines of specific like spider-man characters but i i think i saw rhino and venom in there i'm not gonna lie yeah People those, were those like, like glowing figures that were popping out mm-hmm. i definitely saw rhino i don't know who else i saw yeah. who else there was but i'm sure i want to say i saw venom and speaking of venom we'll get into that in here in a bit but yeah it was it was i am so happy i saw like everybody was dressed up dude everyone was wearing something spider-man related wearing a Spider-Man suit. There's people in lobby, uh, three guys dressed as Spider-Man, just taking pictures of everybody. It was great. A great time. I probably the best theater experience I've had this year. Yeah. Like that really made me happy. Like very, very All Thomas happy. Anderson was right. The one director who actually respects comic book movies. He's, yeah. he's our king. He is. <laughs> he dropped this king. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's pretty. Kevin Feige, John Watts, the even the writers, they you you could see so much care was put into this film, so much. And I, I wish I had something bad to say about it. I guess you could say, I, I can't even say the, the the Uncle Ben thing. Like when he doesn't, because Tom doesn't mention him at all. Doesn't and there's it's a, like there's a suitcase in Homecoming that has his initials, but that's it for the whole trilogy. Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe he just passed away from natural causes, but like that wasn't the push that 
Tom needed to keep moving forward as Spider-Man. And I really, and I wanted to bring this up really quick before we get out of here. Um, when Tom is facing um, Green Goblin, like on Cap Shield, you know, pulling all those punches. I love how he takes the glider and is about to, let's say, you know, murder um, Willem Dafoe or Green Goblin for killing Aunt May. Toby is the one who stops the glider from impaling Green Goblin. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah, it seemed like Green Goblin was a bit more powerful in this one. Oh, he was going off the rails, like, dude. Like in the original, in the original one, it's like he just kind of offs himself on accident. It's just kind of like, oh, he's not, yeah. he's not very powerful then, is he? And then this one, it's like he's got some juice. Yeah, like the first one, he was way more campy in Spider-Man One for Sam Raimi's trilogy, but this one, it's like it's like he never left. It, he just dials it up just a little bit. It's not and like it's not like a electric where he actually gets a power source to make him more powerful. Right, like he's just kind of they just kind of made him a more powerful character. It seemed like I I loved it. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when Green Goblin first appeared on that bridge, see that was that was, was weird. The way they set that up, because everyone's getting excited, the bridge stuff's happening, but then it just cuts. And then it cuts. So I kind of liked it because it just, it was more of like, yeah, like he's here, but it's like, we're going to save him for a little bit later. It was just weird how they did it. I feel like they just could have done like a, a better transition or something. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> man, oh man. I'm and I just, also love how they're just like <laughs> collecting these bad guys like Pokemon in a, a, a magical dungeon of the basement of a wizard. The 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 Undercroft, Devin. The Undercroft. <laughs> the Undercroft. Oh man, I he could have actually been using Pokeballs. That would have been great. Honestly, that would have been hilarious. It probably wouldn't. Park, Parker, it's, balls. Parker balls. Parker balls. <laughs> Peter balls. Peter one. Peter two. Peter three. But um in really quick before we get out of here not only did they mention you know toby's uh organic webs once they did it twice yeah because that and was I, never answered in the original and it was always weird and it's still weird because there's no answer <laughs> but i i like how they didn't just touch on it and move on they went back to it because why wouldn't it be normal like of course andrew and, and they even say it in the movie it's like you know they um, you know, Andrew Garfield prize on it. He's like, hey, he's like, I don't mean to pry, but it's it's just weird. And Tom's like, we can't do that. Like, that's not just something you just like. Oh, you know, like he has this whatever, whatever. Like they couldn't let it go. And I love how Toby's like, I can't explain it. It's just, it's like breathing. <laughs> it just works. Yeah, and <laughs> I also love a- the the back pain scene. <laughs> Uh, old, old man Toby's like, oh man, you know, I've been swinging around too much and whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh Toby, <laughs> and then he like freaks out when like uh, Tom Holland says that he's like, hey, he's like, I found an alien in space. <laughs> he's you like, an alien still in on. space, and then, then Archie's <laughs> like, I'm pretty lame. I mean, he, which is which is true because his villains were lame through and through i i loved it i loved i love andrew garfield so much and when when toby was saying that you know like you're amazing you're amazing 
Like people in my row, they're like, yes, you are Andrew Garfield. Yes, you are. Uh, I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with this. You know, we've been talking about this here for a bit, but let's get on out of here. I don't want this to be super, super long because uh, we can go on. For yeah, a we got we got to touch on these uh these credit scenes though. So so Ven- Venom is back in the first one. Venom's still in Mexico. He's talking to um Danny, Danny Rojas. Yeah, Danny Rojas. He's <laughs> a, he's life? in the MCU now, which is very interesting. <laughs> I love but, it. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> he's in our universe in the MCU. He's then they're talking about Thanos and Hulk and Tony Stark, and uh, he gets zapped away again. Don't know where to, but a piece of Venom gets left behind. I think he goes back to his own universe. Is Danny Rojas the, the next Venom? No, no, Danny Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> <But> Spanish <laughs> Venom that sounds pretty cool. That's. Hola, senor. <laughs> that would be funny, but I, I, I really feel like they because I, I, I don't think he's coming back because the way he was glowing was, you know, since everything happened like with the box that was supposed to originally send them back. Yeah, so he's so he's one of the parts that leaked out from the original spell, and he was just kind of hanging out, and then he just gets sent back when the spell gets um, actually. So his yeah, so his entrance because at first it was kind of confusing with the with the different Peters because they were explaining that they've been here for a couple of days. So then it's like they were also teleported with the villains, but they were just kind of hanging out, doing their own things. And also, um, so when Venom sees Spider-Man on the screen towards the end of Venom Two, I'm assuming that is after Doctor Strange made the spell. So that is when he gets brought yeah. in. So it's not because of everything that was happening with Loki or in so one. So then it's not quite in the MCU yet. Not yet. Because I you know and at the end, you know, as we see, you know, Peter is, you know, he, he gets his he's working on his GED. He's still in New York and um MJ and Ted or Ned, excuse me. And 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 Flash, <laughs> and Flash. I don't know if you noticed, but his book was called Flashpoint. Could that be yeah. a little jab at DC <laughs> because Mar- MCs hit the multiverse before they did? I think it might Possibly. be. That's pretty on the nose. I feel like DC is doing it to retcon a lot of stuff, but Marvel's doing it it's because the future. It's, it's it's fun. It it is the future. But yeah, so you know, towards the end of the mo- uh, the very end of the movie, you know, we we see. You know, Peter's still in New York, and you know he's working on getting his GED. And yeah, that was that was probably the most heartbreaking part—just seeing him walking back into the diner or whatever. And then he has to make the decision to not talk to them, possibly ever again. Not even possibly ever again. I think it was just you know because he's st- he has everything written down. He's trying to rehearse it. I feel like he's just trying to—he essentially has to rebuild those relationships and fall in love with MJ all over again. But but that's the thing. I think he's debating if he even wants to do that because he sees how happy they are. He sees that they're in MIT, they're they're having success, and then if he drags them back into his world, then they're right back in danger. He has to make that decision if he even wants to even wants to put them through that again. That is Spider Man for you. That's a good um that's a good point, man. I didn't even think about that. So Yeah, that's what hit me the hardest, just that last scene where he's just <sighs> It killed me. You can see in his face. Me. He's like, I love you, but I can't put you through this again. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, you know, it seems that MJ doesn't necessarily recognize him, but it's like, 
obviously something is there where she's like, you know, like, oh, there, there's something about that boy. <laughs> the smile. Thing, of course, you know, <laughs> that damn smile. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it hit. I didn't, I didn't think this was going to make me cry the way it did. I was, I was tearing up. I definitely teared up and I definitely heard a good amount of, of criers in that theater too. Some sniffles here and there. <laughs> it was, it, it's, it's, this is the perfect Spider-Man movie. And I was wrestling for a while of whether to put this as number one or number two, um, number two, like above Spider-Verse. Cause I love Spider-Verse so much. It's it's going to be a tough battle for me. I I'm not going to make a it decision is. yet. It's <laughs> it's got there's a lot of thought that needs to be put into it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man, but man, oh man, you know, we've we, like I said before, we we can go on and But on. then the the last, yeah, we get a full-on Multiverse of Madness trailer, which is insane. Yes. There's a lot happening in there. I can't wait to see breakdowns of it because there's a lot of characters coming back. We get Strange Supreme showing up from What If. As soon as Doctor Strange said Wanda. Yeah. Until I I wish you were there with me. I had the I probably had the best audience to watch this movie with. I'm dead serious. <laughs> they were so reactionary and just such a delight. AMC theaters, we make movies better. <laughs> I hate Nicole Kidman just just for those. It's like we go through thirty minutes of previews and then we have to sit through Nicole Kidman telling us that an advertisement for AMC when we're at AMC. <laughs> What's the point? And then and it's it's even worse when you're in a Dolby theater because not only do you get the Nicole Kidman trailer, but you also get the Dolby. Yeah. trailer showing the difference between like this is black and this is Dolby Vision black and I was like bro can we just can we just get on with the movie when I saw the screener man I'm telling you they just start it they're like it starts at 3 your butt better be in that seat at 3 o'clock because that's when they're starting it it was great I guess I guess I've been I've been spoiled a little bit there but yeah, multiverse man, it looks it looks so good. It, the visuals and, like, were stunning. My jaw was like open. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this looks amazing." <laughs> that was one for the ages. Like, man, oh man, ah, oh, Devin, I wish you were there with me. I was like, man, for I don't know if they, any of them listen, but I'm just, I'm just. You guys probably aren't listening, but seriously, thank you, AMC. <laughs> thank you to everyone who is in my uh, showing. Um, of the AMC thoroughbred in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, 3 p.m. showing a Spider-Man No Way Home. You guys made it. You 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 elevated the experience. It wasn't just like watching a movie again. It was it, it's you. It's like you're watching a new fresh pair of eyes. Like I I knew it was coming. There was a few things I was a bit hazy. I'm like, oh yeah, that happens and this happens. But it was very um. It it was it was great. Like. <laughs> I, I I wish all my audiences were like that. So, Devin, let, let's get into scores here so we can get on out of here. What would you give Spider-Man No Way Home? I think as of now, I'm sitting at a strong 95. Um, I guess okay. the only issues I could really come up with were, this is just being picky, but I want more Miles. I was, I was kind of hoping that one of the post-credits was going to be Aaron Davis showing up again, Donald Glover. 
I thought so That's what too. I was thinking. I thought so it didn't too. happen because I I want him and Miles like badly. But other than that, I think some of the action scenes were a bit visually cluttered because there's just so much going on. Especially the last fight scene, there's just a lot to try to keep up with. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just the ultimate Spider-Man movie through and through. It's so I don't know how they pulled it off to have a, yeah uh, a, a cap off to three different series in one movie. And also, really quick, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Angie saves uh, MJ. Yeah, and he gets very emotional too, and she's confused. That was perfect. It's, it's well earned. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't think that was gonna work at all because I was like, I'm like, I kind of want Tom to save her, but it it was great. It was just a nice little moment. Like the person next to me was like, please, 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 and I knew exactly what he was talking about. And then of course, you know, Angie swings in and saves the day. Just wanted to throw that out there really and he quick. He doesn't I, break I her back really... this time. <laughs> well, it's more like a, ne- a, ne- yeah. a neck spine or neck snapping. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Nerd Soup. The Nerd Soup's going through uh, all the Spider Man movies and they were talking about. <laughs> This is terrible, but they were talking about Andrew Garfield and, you know, like, like they were like, what if Andrew did, could save MJ? I'm like, oh, no, not again. Not again. It's so, it's so bad. I'm sorry. I just thought that was so funny. They're like, yeah, what if, um, you know, what, what if Garfield failed a second time? I'm like. He's like, you know what? Just, just take me now. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Oh man, I, I, I do apologize. It shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> oh man, but uh, for my score, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I, I give it an, an, an A plus. Like, like, uh, minus like, you know the. I guess you, like I said, I guess you could say him not mentioning Uncle Ben, whatever, whatever. We might get something in Spider-Man freshman year because that is going to be like an animated animated thing. But, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this a hundred, dude. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like I, you know, regardless of whatever flaws someone may may bring up or continuity errors, I loved it. This is a perfect Spider-Man film, and it is my favorite. Marvel film and the MCU. I I like like I said before, you know the stake and the stake they're permanent. You know, every, like the whole world doesn't know who he is anymore. So it's it's P- Peter is truly alone, and he has to find his own way. He makes his own suit, his terrible apartment, yeah, <laughs> and his bare bones non non esque furnished apartment, and he just goes for it. Like he he needed that push because he has been reckless in the past. He hasn't had someone's death on his hands before this, uh, prior to this film. And I like, I, I'm saying, I said it before, I'll say it again. I liked it better than Endgame. I liked it better than Infinity War. This is everything celebration of like 19 years of everything. Spider-Man from, you know, the villains to, to the small little um just just like the the little meme moments even with um with uh with goblin when he when he says you know <laughs> i'm a bit of a scientist myself i was like yes yes he said it 
you know, like I said, call it fan fiction, you know, call, 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 call it, you know, pleasing the fans, or whatever. It should be pleasing the fans because this is this combination of everything Spider-Man and, you know, it, the, the train is, is not stopping here. We're getting Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 5. We're also getting not one, but two new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse films, at least two, unless there's going to be a third. So I'm I'm going with 100%. Like, favorite, honestly, my favorite movie of the year. Um, right next to Tick, Tick, Boom. So that's my take on it. I absolutely loved it. So that pretty much concludes our spoiler-heavy review of Spider-Man No Way Home here on the Film Office Podcast. Devin, what is coming up in the pod, you might ask? Well, we have our franchise revisited for Matrix. Um, not reloaded, but Res- Revolution, the third Matrix film that should be dropping. Um, by the time this is out, it should be dropping sometime this week. I want to say the 21st. So we can kind of just get it done out of the way. And then on to our Hawkeye season finale review on December 22nd. And of course, we have Matrix 4 that will be dropping as well. And we're going to be doing our Don't Look Up review um, after that on uh, Christmas Eve. Um, and just to let everyone know, I've kind of been preaching this throughout um, our other uh, podcasts. But uh, we are going to be taking uh, around like a two-week break for the like, first two um months uh, not months excuse me first two weeks in january will be fresh and ready to go the week of uh, january 13th which is the weekend that uh scream uh five comes out and i believe also with peacemaker as well uh so that'll be uh, a lot of fun but you know we, we gotta uh take a little bit of time off recharge our batteries and come back better than ever and of course we're going to be changing uh we're, we're, we're going to be moving podcast hosts but of course uh, this doesn't really pertain to anyone out there listening. Um, this is more so on the back end for us to use more resources to make the podcast even better, to kind of push out uh, different and new content for you guys. And we have a fun franchise revisited starting in January as well. But we'll that's we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But that's pretty much everything that um kind of wanted to let you guys know. And also, if you're enjoying our franchise revisited of the Matrix go ahead and check out our Harry Potter movie series review. Um, it's, it, it was one of the, a very fun passion project of mine. And uh, I'm hoping that you guys like it a lot. So that'll be a lot of fun. So Devin, let's get on out of here for all the good people at home. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the Spider-Verse. Peace, Peter.